Joining me in the studio, I have Lance Tarchione. He is a Bear Crop Science Technical Agronomist. How's it going? Going well. Thanks for having me in. Of course. Give us a little bit of an update on harvest in your area. So I think um, this area is probably not too far off of the state average. Um, majority of both corn and soybeans has been harvested. A uh, little bit of um, you know, a little bit of beans left to do. Quite a bit of corn left to do in a few cases, but uh, we've not done much in the last week. You know, with the weather that we had uh, there at the, the end of uh, of, uh, of October, and um, things are improving here in early November. So a lot of people are anxious to get finished up. Yeah, I've been noticing that as well. How are yields looking? Uh, yields have been, I would say, a pleasant surprise for a lot of people. Um, especially corn in this area has been particularly good. Uh, soybeans a little more inconsistent, I would say. Some people are satisfied with their soybeans. Some people are happy with their soybeans. Some people are disappointed in their soybeans. Almost everybody was pleasantly surprised with how good their corn was. So corn was uh, exceeding expectations. Soybeans in some cases, while not bad, maybe fell short of the high expectations that people had. So I, I joke with folks that uh, low expectations is the secret to happiness sometimes. And when you get um, thinking that something's going to be really good and then it just ends up being decent, it feels a little disappointing. Yeah, and I know I'm talking with some people in this area. They brought up maybe having some fields better than last year's yields. And then talking to a – I talked with an economist the other day over by Champagne, and they just were the opposite. They were pleasantly surprised, but they didn't say it was anything special, especially comparing yeah. it to years past. Yeah, I would say, honestly, some of the best corn in the state this year has been in the Warren-Henderson-Knox County area. Um, you get on the I-34 corridor from Gillsburg to Monmouth. It didn't get much better than that anywhere this year. So, so that would be a pretty rare um, thing in the state this year for anybody to say their corn was better than last year. But there are a few people in this you know general local area here where, where that could be true. And uh, and then you know ironically enough, as good as the corn has been around here. There are lots of places in the state that have had better beans than we have had right here in this local area. So, you know, each crop's different. Each crop's favored by different weather conditions. Beans don't like wet feet. And what made our corn surprisingly good was all the rain that we got in July and August. And at, at times we probably had too much rain for beans. At times we had not enough. And so the, you know, the end result was, you know, respectably good beans, but nothing amazing. And um, there, there are people around here that, you know, have set new farm yield records for corn. So let's talk a little bit about field conditions. What are we seeing? How do they compare? So, I mean, compared to a lot of this harvest, we're kind of wet right now. So we were very dry through uh, the early part of harvest. Um, we went, there was a stretch there of several weeks where you could have harvested almost every day. Um, conditions were so dry, we were worried about field fires. And, um, you know, soybeans got stupid dry, you know, 8 9% moisture, harvest moisture on soybeans, which is not, uh, not ideal. But um, neither is 18%, which is what they were yesterday. So um, you, uh, you pick your poison there. 
And then here, what, a week or so ago, we, we had pretty good rain across the area. Uh, we've been a little wet here lately, which we haven't been wet a lot this fall. And so we've got a little bit of moisture back in the soil. That's good for um, fall anhydrous applications. Uh, that's good for, you know, keeping some moisture in the soil so that we don't worry about uh, every uh, hot bearing on a combine setting the field on fire. And, um, you know, field conditions have improved here the last couple of days to where, you know, we can get back out and harvest and not leave tracks, cut ruts, you know, drag mud out on the road. Um, you know, we, when you go through a kind of a dry summer, which a lot of people did, um, the, the irony that you worry about would be a wet fall. And, um, you know, generally from a crop perspective, you're better to have moisture during the growing season than you are during harvest. And so it was nice to get a little moisture because we were so dry, but, uh, thankful that it didn't just keep raining for weeks because uh, that would prevent people from getting out there and getting finished up. So is the moisture that we got in the past week good moving forward? Is that going to help our fields as we head into winter? and, Or is it just not going to make much of a difference as we look into what moisture we need for wintertime? I think people talk a lot about getting the soil recharged and having the soil moisture replenished for next year's growing season. You know, this, this year was a good illustration of the importance of soil moisture because we had to live on soil moisture all through May and June because we just weren't getting much rain. Um, this year is also an indication that, you know, it, you can't beat timely rains. And when it started raining there in late June, when the derecho event went through it, we really had pretty good rainfall amounts throughout July and August. And, and that's why the crop is as good as it is. So our crop is not this good because of stored soil moisture. Our crop is this good because we got timely rain when we needed it through the growing season. So I've always been a little bit of a contrarian in that I'm not sure replenished soil moisture is what's going to make us successful. You know, timely rains through the growing season when you need them is, is what makes for a bumper crop. But when you can't guarantee that you're going to get them, it's nice to have that replenish soil profile, knowing you've got 10 or 12 inches of stored up moisture in your soil uh, to get through the dry parts of the growing season. And so that's what people tend to worry about. We, you know, we were very dry for a lot of this growing season. Um, the soil moisture, you know, profile has been depleted. And so how much rain will we get this fall? How much snowfall will we get this fall? What will snow melt look like next spring? Um, you can argue the, the benefit or detriment of, of all of that, you know, I worry a lot about wet springs because wet springs are not beneficial to anything. So, you know, we started last spring in a drought and that's kind of a good thing for us because our soils are more often too wet in the spring than they are too dry. So I guess I would frankly rather be a little on the dry side and count on timely rains as opposed to getting a bunch of rain six months before you really need it and hope that the soil can hold it so that you can use it next July. So when we had those earlier planting days, farmers found a lot of success with those fields. Are we hoping to be able to do that again? We always hope to be able to plant early. And, and honestly, this year, some of the best corn in the area wasn't planted early. Um, you know, I, I would say in general, the best corn 
was probably planted after May 10th. Um, we didn't plant much corn after May 10th because we had it, almost all of it planted by then. And we, you know, we love to plant early. When we get good soil conditions early, we can't help ourselves but get out there and plant early. And it's just so, so ingrained in us that you need to plant timely, you need to plant timely, you need to plant timely. Well, <clears throat> timely has come to mean April. Um, you know, May 15th is still timely planting, but May 15th feels late. And so farmers are under, you know, I think a lot of self-induced pressure to get the crop planted as early as they can. That's not always the best from a yield standpoint, but the risk of waiting and the risk of maybe planting late if it starts to rain and you can't finish planting, that's just terrifying to people. So when you get a chance to plant early, we typically do. We had that chance uh, this year. Uh, we hope to have that chance every year, but this year was a good reminder that if you end up planting corn in the middle of May, you can still raise very, very, very good corn planted in the middle of May. So let's take a look back at the growing and conditions that we saw throughout this year. What were some of the most prevalent disease pressures we saw? So it was actually a, you know, a pretty low disease pressure year for a lot of the growing season. So you know, we primarily worry about uh, foliar diseases in corn. Those are the ones that we tend to talk about the most, like tar spot and southern rust and, and things like that. Um, saw very little uh, foliar disease in corn. The, you know, tar spot that we did see came in late, did not have a big impact on yield. What ended up being the, the most impactful corn disease are some of the root pathogens, root rots, crown rots, things like that, that have the potential to kill the root system early and cause the plant to die prematurely as it gets near um, physiological maturity. And so that can lead to lost yield, lost stock quality, uh, poor plant intactness at harvest. And so those ended up being some of the bigger yield-robbing diseases and, and ironically, back to the planting date conversation, mm -hmm. those, pa those pathogens tend to be more prevalent when you plant early. And the early planted corn just was not as healthy um, late season. And, and that's why in a lot of cases it did not yield uh, any better or even as well in some cases as the corn was planted a little bit later. On the soybean side, uh, had a uh, fair amount of sudden death uh, showed up uh, during the growing season which is a wet weather disease, and we had enough moisture early to bring it on, and then we had plenty of moisture through July and August to, to cause it to develop. Saw a little bit of white mold. Um, there was pot and stem blight, anthracnose, charcoal rot. Um, soybeans are a, a magnet for lots of diseases, and, and honestly, some of the bean yields in the area that were you know somewhat disappointing relative to expectations that was all due to disease primarily, plus also probably a, a little more rain at the right time in August would have been uh, would have been beneficial as well. So let's get into your job at Bayer and what you've been doing with them. Look, is there any um, crop trials or trade updates that you have for us? Um, yeah, I guess there's uh, there's always new new things coming. I mean, we're we're always looking at uh, new traits, new hybrids, new varieties, uh, new chemistry, new fungicides, new herbicides, so lo lots of things in the R&D pipeline at, at Bayer. Um, I, I'm an old Monsanto guy, as a lot of people in the area know, and that's probably the, 
the the best part about you know becoming bear is just the depth of the chemistry R and D that that bear had maintained. Uh, Monsanto was pretty much focused on seeds and traits, uh, so we've been able to maintain that focus from the Monsanto side of the business and add in all of the chemistry R and D work that that bear had always done. And so that combination, you know, gives me a lot more new stuff to be excited about, a lot more new stuff to test, a lot more new stuff to talk about, and um, and just more solutions that we can hopefully uh, provide to farmers with that, you know, really, really deep uh, portfolio of products that goes everywhere from seed to seed treatment to traits to herbicides to fungicides to insecticides and um there's just not a lot of challenges on farm that a farmer would have from a disease or a weed or an insect that, you know, we aren't developing products to address. Well, Lance, is there anything else you want to add today? I would uh, just like to remind people to be safe through harvest. Uh, hopefully your harvest has been uh, has been good. Uh, hopefully you get done soon. We've uh, got a lot of... Uh, you know, tillage to do, fall fertilizer applications to do, fall burn downs to do. So even when harvest is over, the, the work does not stop. But uh, usually you uh, you feel better, even if you've got more work yet to do when, uh, when you're done with harvest. So everybody uh, get finished up soon, be safe, and uh, enjoy the rest of your fall. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and coming here to talk with us. Always happy to. Thanks. Again, that is Lance Tarchione, a Bayer Crop Science Technical Agronomist on AM 1330 and FM 95.7 WRAM.